0: Hey, it's good to be back with you uh, we're grateful that you're with us and uh, we're continuing on our series uh, and uh, the gospel what is it uh, hoping that you uh, will be confident and effective in being able to tell somebody uh, a definition or even just description of what the gospel is today we're handling a segment of the gospel that is based on the ascension of Jesus uh, where uh, he has been raised. He's been raised from the dead. He's been on earth for a while. We'll handle that in a minute. And then he's ascended into glory. I'm going to use the verse uh, Luke 24, 50 through 52. And let me read this uh, to you and with you. It says, Then he led them out as far as Bethany and uh, lifted up his hands. He blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was carried up into heaven. After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem, and they did that with great joy. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that even the smallest child can understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit. Any word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation, if you prompted me with it, Lord, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then you look at all of us today, uh, everybody listening or watching or both, And uh, you see us all, but you see me differently because I'm a teacher, your preacher, and upon me is a greater and a more strict judgment than anybody listening or watching. And I know that, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus I pray, his name that I preach. Amen. Uh, We're dealing with the Ascension today. I've already told you that. It's often referred to as the overlooked doctrine. In in theological terms, it's referred to as the heavenly session, meaning he's ascended to glory in a place of authority, which we'll get there in a second as well. Uh, Remember, he's been raised from the dead. Uh, He lived on earth for 40 days. It's a physical resurrection. This is not a spiritual resurrection. This is a physical resurrection. And he's seen eating in these 40 days, He is uh, fixing breakfast, a meal for his disciples. He's appearing to many, shows his scars. Just even these little things that I'm bringing up to you now uh, show that it was a physical resurrection. That's very important because uh, belief in that time, uh, cultural belief, they often spoke of a resurrection but they didn't know how to figure it out. So a lot of times it was a, a spiritual resurrection, meaning the soul goes to eternity. Uh, but here, Jesus is raised bodily, and it's very important. Uh, it is uh, the ascension that we're getting to is also going to be a physical bodily ascension, that he absolutely is there in bodily form. So it's gonna, we're going to try to show you today that the ascension is essential to the gospel message, and it is essential to a definition of what the gospel is. I'm going to give you three things today. One is that the Ascension places Jesus in a place of authority, the right hand of God. The Ascension places Jesus in a heavenly place so that he intercedes for us. And then the Ascension places Jesus in a heavenly place to direct the church and to send the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be dealing with all three of these. So today, the first one is uh, the Ascension places Jesus at the right hand of God. Uh, the right hand of God is a reference point to a place of authority for the, for Jesus himself. I want you to look at 1 Peter 3, 22. Now that he has gone into heaven, which is meaning the ascension, he is at God's right hand, uh, remember that's a place of authority, with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him, and everything, every. This is about his physical ascension, and now we're talking about the heavenly session, which is referred to as the reign of Christ here. He's at the right hand with angels, authorities, and powers are all under him. So he's at a place of authority. I want you to see Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses 20 and 21. He demonstrated this power in the Messiah or Christ, Jesus, by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens. Do you see that place of authority? And just look what this authority does. He is far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion, and every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Do you see in Ephesians 1:20 20 and 21? that uh, he he is raised and he is reigning in a place of authority over everything, absolutely everything. Look at Colossians chapter three, verse one. It says, so if you have been raised with Christ, the Messiah, seek what is above where Christ is, the Messiah is, seated at the right hand of God. Now I, I could have given you tons more scripture about Jesus being at the right hand of God, meaning a place of authority. But I I want you to see here that here's a physical ascension, and he's ascended into glory. He has taken his rightful place at the right hand of God, which just means a place of authority, and he's ruling over everything. Angels, authorities, powers are subject to him. Far above every ruler and authority and power and dominion and every title, Not only in this age, but the age that is to come. He is reigning. He's absolutely, the ascension has placed him as the, he he is king. And I want to remind you, it's not, he's not going to be king when he comes back. He's already king. And he's sitting at his rightful place of authority. So I want you to see what the ascension does. Physical, bodily ascension, and he's reigning there at the right hand of God, which is a place of authority over absolutely everything. The second thing I wanna show you about the Ascension is it places Jesus in a heavenly place so that he can intercede for us. Now, I want you to see this. Past the cross, past the grave, past the resurrection, past the Ascension, he is still on his plan of rescue, always on his plan of rescue. I want you to look at Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Who is the one who condemns, Paul Right, Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more, has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God, meaning the authority that we just handled, and look what it says he does. He intercedes for us. He is absolutely there for you and on your behalf. I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24. For the Messiah, Christ, did not enter a sanctuary made with hands, only a model of the true one, but into heaven himself, which is now the the ascension, so that he might now appear in the presence of God. And look at those last two words, for us. He's, He's not only sitting at the right hand of God, because of his authority that's been given to him and that he has as king. But he's there, placed there strategically uh, to intercede for us and on our behalf. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. John wrote this. He says, my little children, I am writing you these things so that you may not sin. He really doesn't want that to happen to you. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. I want you to see how Jesus, the the rescue plan, the focus plan for me and you to stay focused is on Jesus himself and it is, he's an advocate for us. I want you to look at Hebrews chapter seven, verse 25. I'm not done leading this point here. Therefore, Therefore, he is always able to save those who come to God through him since he always lives, even in resurrection form and in ascension form. He always lives to intercede for them. I want you to see he's at a place of authority. I want you to see that he's at a place where he's interceding for all of us. Listen, when I I read this, this, this one point right here, i I could put two of them together, but just this one point where any seeds for us. We're still in the pandemic. We're not out of it. It's been ebbing and flowing. Uh, people think there. It may ebb and flow for a number of years. There are times where it's, you know, not not as bad, and then there's times where variants are going to come, and we're going to have to handle those, and they'll be ebb and flow. There's a lot of things. I, I was talking to a person the other day about a specific date next year. And I said, listen, that's a, that's a long time off. And I, I said, a lot can happen between now and then. But you know, before the pandemic, I don't know that I would have said it that way. I would have said it with certainty about another date. Now I don't say it with as much certainty as I did before. But let me tell you where I rest in that. I, I rest in the fact that Jesus is at the right hand of God in a place of authority, over everything. It's not that he's going to be king, he's already king. And then I rest in the fact of this that he is interceding for me in my depression days. You know, uh, on my days when I don't feel like being a pastor, I don't feel like listening to another person. We all get there. Don't don't act like there's something wrong with me. You're there too. We get all of us get that way. When when my focus is off mission, yeah, like Even off him, he intercedes for us. And just think of all the billions of people in the world that he's interceding. He's interceding for these people. He continues. I just want you to know that blesses me. Uh, to know that Jesus hasn't just wiped his hands of the rescue, nor has he wiped his hands of the help that he gives us. He is continuing to intercede for all of us. That brings me great assurance. I love love him for a lot of reasons, and this is one of them, that he continues to intercede. Let's get to the third one. The ascension places Jesus in a heavenly place so that he can direct the church and send the Holy Spirit. If you read in the Gospel of John, I'm not gonna bring all this up, but just read uh, in the Gospel of John, the latter chapters, of where he is sending the Holy Spirit. And he says, it's better off that I leave you. He said, it's better off that I leave you. And because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit's not gonna come and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit who's a comforter to you. And I, and he's really referring to his time, not only of resurrection, but ascension. That's why it's important to the gospel story. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, 22 and 23, Paul wrote to this church and these people. He said, and he put everything under his feet. There's the authority, right? And appointed him as head over everything for the church. Uh, this this even is a reference to ascension, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. Uh, he has authority there but he has authority even in the mission of the church. I want you to see, he's not only in authority, he's not only interceding for us, but he is absolutely over the church and he's there for the church. Look at Ephesians chapter four, verse eight. It says, uh, Paul wrote this, to the same group of people, when he ascended on high, he took prisoners into captivity. He gave gifts to the people. And if you will read on past this verse in, in Ephesians 4, uh, from the place of reigning king, remember it's a bodily ascension. He's at the right hand of God, a place of authority. He intercedes, he has authority, he intercedes, but he's also giving gifts to the people for the church here. Uh, and it, we, it, it happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. He gives some apostles and teachers and evangelists and pastors, and it just goes on and on. Uh, but he's gifting the church from this, from this heavenly session. He is gifting the church. I want you to look at Acts chapter 2, verse 33. I've grown to love this verse. Therefore, since he has been exalted to the right hand of God, which is talking about ascension, and his reign is king and has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit. He has poured out what you both see and hear. From there, the Holy Spirit is being directed, is being poured out to us. Uh, The church is being strengthened, being gifted, and he is the head over the church. And he's doing it from that right hand of God position, that place of authority. Interesting interesting part of this verse here, Acts chapter 2, 33, is the very end of it. He has poured out what you both see and hear. It's it, it really The Holy Spirit is really for you to experience, not just to know He's there, but to experience Him, to see His work, and even to hear the wisdom and, and the voice of God through the Holy Spirit. He says, you... He has poured out what you both see and hear. I, I pray you're seeing and hearing the work of God and this, just the majestic whisper of God and his wisdom and what he does in being able to lead us. So I want to tell you some, some people are going, well, you know, I wish the Lord was back here on earth. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not against that. And there'll be one day he returned. That's next Sunday sermon. We will talk about that. But in the meantime, he's exactly where I want him to be. Do you understand that? He's exactly where we want him to be. He's at the right hand of God, authority over everything. He's interceding for Jethro, and Jethro doesn't feel like taking another spiritual step, you know, another step in the kingdom. And I know you can be that way too. He's there interceding for us. That, that blesses me. I pray that it blesses you from this heavenly place, this heavenly session. He is directing the church, he's empowering the church, he's gifting the church, and he's sending the Holy Spirit and he empowers the church through the Holy Spirit. He's doing this all from the right hand of God, a place of power and authority and all that is there invested in him. He's exactly where we need him to be, authority, interceding, and directing the church and the Holy Spirit. So what does this have to do with the gospel? Here's what it has to do with the gospel. Jesus came on mission, and his mission was to save us. I'll use the word rescue us, same thing. He came to rescue us. His mission was to go to the cross and not only die for our sins, but take on the wrath of God, and he knew the wrath of God. His mission was to beat death in the grave, and he did that through the power of the resurrection, he's done all that. And then if we're not careful, we will stop the gospel message right here. I mean, we won't even include his return. A lot of times it's he's been raised from the dead, he's beat death in the grave, and we stop it. And you have got to see that he continues on. Our savior has not quit his work. He does not stop at the resurrection. The ascension has only exalted him to a place of even more work for us, place of authority, place of intercession for us and directing the mission, the church, and empowering the church through the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't you see, he has never quit being savior. And a lot of times, it is a, that's why it's a heavy focus on cross and resurrection, but it doesn't stop with them being raised from the dead. The gospel story is we have a savior that is continuing to reign on high. We have a savior that is continuing to intercede for us, and we have a savior who is empowering the church and directing the church through the power and the gift of the Holy Spirit and he's not quit being savior. I want you to hear that. I, I, I think this is amazing news that he has not quit doing it. His grace is still sufficient for us. His mercies are new every day, all because of what he is continuing to do on his mission. Just remember this, he is still rescuing. And I am so thankful that my savior is alive I'm thankful for the ascension because it just continues the gospel story and the gospel story will go on for all of eternity. Amen and amen. It's good to be with you. Uh, Remember we love you and what do we say to each other before we leave this place? Grace and peace. Make sure you live in both of those. Okay, God bless you. See you again next week.